Hi, and welcome to the Mindhammer podcast series. Whether you already subscribe and follow us on social media, or it's your first time, we're delighted to have you listening to our podcast. As some of you may know, Mindhammer is all about student health and well-being. We promote a regenerative and healthy lifestyle to balance your mind and body to deliver a future that supports you. You'll hear us tackle different topics with guest speakers and explore different disciplines like coaching, psychotherapy, fitness, nutrition, homeopathy, and lots more. So let's get into today's episode and give a warm welcome to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Hammock podcast. Today, I'm going to be in conversation with Ella, who is a student studying from the US abroad in London. Um, Ella's written an amazing article called Supporting Students Through Study Abroad, which we have just posted on our blog. Um, If you want to listen to Ella's experience, if you're wanting to listen to someone who's going through the same thing, then listen in, join us. Hi Ella, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. And joining us. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Are you currently in London? I am currently in London. I have about two weeks left of study abroad and then I'm back to the States. Nice. Are you excited to go home? I am excited. It's been about four months, so it's been a long time of not seeing my friends and family, but definitely sad about leaving London, especially with the nice weather. Yeah. Now that it's been all sunny, it's, you know, you never want to leave London when it's sunny. So, you know, it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent getting into summer now and then you're just yes that's horrible yes exactly (laughs) okay so before I ask you some questions I just want to say your article was an amazing read it was really interesting and refreshing to read a piece that shines a light on a subject that is often overlooked so thank you oh thank you yeah it was it was good to write about it it was fun getting to talk to a lot of different abroad students and kind of hearing different perspectives yeah. Well, some of the people you spoke to for it, the friends that you'd made whilst being here. Yes. Yes. My friends and a bunch of different classes are abroad students. So I got to talk with a lot of them and have some really good conversations about it. Yeah. Lovely. Um, I picked out a few themes that you mentioned in the article. Um, the ones I picked out, uh, when you talk about meeting new friends and missing home as two kind of hardships that you've gone through. So. How did you go about making new friends? Yeah, so it was definitely pretty intimidating at first, um, walking into classes and not knowing anyone. Plus, it kind of seemed like everyone already had their friend groups. But um, I found it pretty easy once I kind of um, pushed myself to go and talk to new people. Um, A lot of people were from different countries, and it was really cool getting to hear different stories about how people had made it to London and kind of got to share my story as well. So within the first week, I had found that I had made a lot of connections with a ton of different people in my classes. So um, yeah, that was really fun. And those are friendships that I'll cherish for a long time because it'll be fun to stay in contact with all these people from, Mm. from all over the world. Yeah. Maybe you could plan on like traveling with them to different places together as well because yeah yeah one of my friends one of my friends from Italy brought that up and she was like oh like if you ever want to come visit like you know where to stay and so <laughs> you know just having friendships like that is so cool and unique 
Yeah, now you've got, you know, free accommodation in Italy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't pass that up. <laughs> um, how did you deal with missing home then? Yeah, that definitely came in waves, especially at the beginning of the semester. Um, I'd say normally when I did start missing home, I would kind of call my friends and family. Um which again is kind of hard because of the time difference and everything, but usually just kind of hearing their voice or getting to talk to them about, you know, missing different things at home or whatever that always kind of made me feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also nice to get to talk to other abroad students because I think just about everyone goes through that feeling of missing something about home. So we could relate to each other and connect on, you know, think different aspects of home that we were missing. Um, I also started journaling a lot, which um, one of my friends recommended to me at first. I was kind of hesitant to do that, but also a really good outlet to kind of, you know, get all my emotions out and then kind of move on with my day. Yeah. So, you know, just not not bottling it up is kind of my biggest tip for people. Yeah. On that one. Yeah. And you know, your journal, I've, um, I heard about gratitude journals. Have you heard about those? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that would be, that would be a good vibe. And sometimes if you're missing home, then write about something you're grateful for. And it's just your perspective. Yeah. And it helps you kind of be more in the present, I think as well. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. And because of all the friends you made as well, I suppose you now have a good base there. So when you have those moments of missing your family, you can speak to your friends about it. Right, exactly. I know that you're studying in London. Um, I've lived in London most of my life, um, but I studied in Newcastle. I wasn't brave enough to go abroad, unfortunately, but Newcastle felt very different. (laughs) Um, What do you love about London? Yeah, London is honestly probably my favourite city I've ever been to. Um, there's just so much to kind of explore. Each part of the city has such a different personality. And so it's fun to try out a new area every weekend and kind of just walk around. My favorite thing is to not really have anything on my schedule and just go find something to do, whatever I come upon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just super fun because it seems, you know, it seems like every time you walk down a new street, there's another crazy amazing and beautiful historical building that you can kind of like just look at and appreciate you know the architecture in itself is just incredible um so yeah it's just been such a fun area to explore yeah there's so much going on did you do many walks or go for many walks on your own or I yes walks are walks are my favorite thing plus I think that you know it's a pretty easy city to walk Um, and so I really enjoy doing that, especially when I don't feel like taking public transportation, yeah. you know, when I'm not in the mood, yeah. I'll just walk, you know, so. You got, I know you've got two weeks left. I'm just thinking there's a really good walk uh, from Richmond. So Richmond Station to Kew Gardens. Okay. So I never really knew that part of London. I suppose that's like, is that where? Yeah, that's West London. Right. If you just get to Richmond Station and get on the river and then just walk along the river towards I'm gonna write that down literally it's so beautiful and you see like a part of the Thames it's so 
it's so quiet and there's like houses right on it and then when the tide comes in it floods and stuff but it's just gorgeous oh I bet yeah especially with the sun coming out it's so nice you know walking around and just seeing everything kind of kind of life now yeah but yeah, it's, yeah, it's such a beautiful city in the summer as well. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've found in London, and I know it's probably the same in most cities, is obviously it's, you know, it's a big change if you're not used to cities and it's busy. And then I found when I left it that I ended up missing the parts that I hated. But um, what did you not like about London? Yeah, um, like you said, like a major city that took a lot of getting used to. So. Um, always a ton of people around always busy and loud and crowded and so I've never lived in a big city so that was a big adjustment for me you know a lot of people have asked me like oh like what was it like adjusting to a new country like I don't really think like being in a new country really is why it was so hard it was being in a city for the first time you know like just super chaotic and everything um So that, you know, just took a lot of getting used to, you know, having to walk to the grocery store on a busy city street or having to take the bus or the train to get to class, you know, like, yeah, everything seemed just kind of like more difficult to get around and everything. And, um, but I think I kind of learned to appreciate that and kind of, you know, I kind of like having people all around now I think it's kind of fun you know you get to see all sorts of people you get to talk to all sorts of people and so that's been you know really fun and after four months I'm kind of used to it at this point but um yeah yeah, that's that's probably what I had most difficulties with at first yeah it's just all the chaos of it I can imagine that as such a if you had never lived in a city before this is kind of a crazy go to first yes for sure yeah did you travel in rush hour? So, okay. I tried to get back before rush hour because most of my classes ended by like one, yeah. like one or two. And so I'd like go back right away because I just wanted to avoid that yeah. at all costs. That is, that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so I usually, well, and I definitely tried to stay home, like get home before it got dark out because mm. if I was out in the dark, I that would be terrifying yeah because I already don't know like where I'm going and stuff so yeah that's another thing about it's um being summer is it's not going to get dark until later so right yes yeah I get what you mean when it got got dark at around like four it's quite yeah it's quite intense right yeah um so I'm just going to read you an extract of your article um for those that are listening who want to go and read it um so this is kind of the conclude it's the end of it um, but i really like this bit um study abroad can truly enhance one's view of the world students have the opportunity to experience new perspectives and create unique relationships but the mental health difficulties of studying abroad are equally as important to address everyone should have the opportunity to study successfully and this means having support when when circumstances don't occur as expected I found that it was quite, it was hopeful and it was realistic. And I, yeah, I think that was a really good concluding point to everything that you speak about in your article. Um, so I suppose without giving too much away, because we, we do want people to read it, 
Um, in your opinion, what needs to change to improve the study abroad programmes when it comes to supporting students who struggle with their mental health? Yeah, so this was this was a really um, fun article for me to write. I got to speak with a lot of um, kind of experts, I guess you could say. So people who had been a staff member of study abroad or you know, someone who has been a study abroad resource. So um, I think I found with talking to them and everything, the the main thing that needs to be put in place is um, measures to prepare students before they go. So um, most all mental health um, concerns while students are abroad can be handled, but um, the way to do this um, effectively is by putting in support systems before they go and communicating openly between students in universities from the beginning about maybe some pre-diagnosed mental health um, challenges or um, any kind of like doubts or hesitations about the process. Um, it's important for universities to work with counseling centers on campuses as well to again, have that open communication with students and be super prepared about all the challenges that may come up, come up during study abroad. Um, and once those support systems are put in place, I think students can then have a lot more confidence going into the process. Yeah. Plus, if they do face any challenges, they'll know who to turn to or they'll know um, where they can find those resources. Um, and then kind of the second big thing is just like training. Training for study abroad staff is super important. Um, and this doesn't have to be a super complicated process. It can just be a basic training about how to effectively communicate with students and be a good listener and how to be a good helper and also kind of knowing where to draw the line and turning students to professional mental health resources as well. So yeah, there's definitely um, a lot of work that can be done for um, universities, study abroad staff, and um, also just kind of encouraging students to be, to be open and communicate about um, whatever they're going through. Yeah. And did, did you feel like the resources were readily available to say when you were doing this research, could you, could you find them easily or did you have to do a lot of it yourself? Um, I found they're pretty available. Um, I think it's just getting people familiar with all the resources. I think in, you know, in different countries, resources are a lot different, especially mental health resources. Um, but it is nice also with like telehealth and everything now it's super easy for students to get um counseling and everything from back home yeah um so yeah there's there's just so many resources and um you know great great people for students to talk to but it's just you know a matter of getting familiar with those resources before yeah. you go abroad yeah yeah 100% i suppose as well with um mental health becoming so much that it's less taboo everyone well, hopefully not everyone but a lot more people are talking about it about how yes. they're feeling and I think when that happens that means the services they're going to need they're going to be the desires can be increased for them do you know what I mean completely people are going completely. to so yeah well I'm glad that they were available for you um 
this is kind of to end on a positive note. <laughs> um, would you say that studying abroad was worth it? Yes, I think it is 100% worth it and definitely will um, encourage anyone and everyone to do it if they have the opportunity. Um, you know, I think everyone faces some sort of struggle while they're abroad. Um, but that's just part of life. And there are so many positives that come with the experience as well. So, um, you know, you get to view the world in a completely new way and um, make a ton of new friendships and relationships. Um, and I think also with the difficulties you face, you kind of learn from it and you grow stronger as a person. Um, so yeah, I just think abroad is an amazing experience to kind of get to broaden your worldview and get to experience a completely new lifestyle. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I definitely will remember this these few months for, yeah. for the rest of my life. So Amazing. And do you think you're going to carry on traveling when you, I mean, maybe get home for a bit and then... Yes, yes, I'd love to. I'd love to come back to London at some point down the road and kind of get to, you know, like reminisce on all the fun times I had while I was here. Yeah. Honestly, it's so brave what you've done. Like I, I thought, you know, I thought going away for uni, the furthest I thought was Newcastle. Like, and I was like, I was scared. I was like, oh, it's ages away from <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly. Because I've yeah. friends as well yeah. that come over from Australia and they're studying. I just I think it's a really brave thing to do. So you should be really proud of yourself as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very intimidating at first, and um, but yeah, so worth it. So yeah. worth it. Amazing. Ella, thank you for talking with us. Um, it, it was really helpful for our listeners to hear your experiences and hopefully they can relate with the things we've spoken about. Congratulations on your achievements. And for those of you who are listening, head to our blog to read Ella's article. Thank you again, Ella. Enjoy your time in London. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode. If you're enjoying the series and like our work, drop us an email at hello at mindhammock.com. Let us know what topic you'd like us to cover. We're here to help and we'll discuss anything and include everyone. Don't forget to check out our social media at hashtag MindHammock and our website, mindhammock.com. There, you can become a free member and receive access to more content like tip sheets, webinars and videos. At MindHammock, we aim to enrich the student lifestyle and our team of ambassadors from many universities worldwide can help you engage with our community through your uni. So, what are you waiting for? Join us in supporting your student journey. Keep in touch and stay safe. Until next time, goodbye.